0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Bible Ponder for this week. I'm doing another video in the series of looking at small verses of the Bible that have a sort of outsized impact on our theology or just the way we do church. Um, for this um, video, I thought I would almost flip that on its head a little bit. And rather than talk about a small verse that has a large impact, um, I would mention um, a verse and a um, Uh, 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 refer to several others um, that for some reason don't have as big of an impact as maybe uh, they should when um, there's actually other parts that have a large impact on our theology that aren't um, in the Bible necessarily. Um, And so one of the ideas I want to talk about is a question that comes up a lot in churches and it's come up. Um, in conversations around churches as, um, at least in my lifetime, I can remember hearing, overhearing, or being part of conversations all the way back to when I was a young teenager. And that's conversations about um, how do we help those who are less fortunate than ourselves? Now, part of the problem of this question is it starts from a position of assuming that 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 most of us in churches are better off than other people, that we don't have people who aren't aren't less fortunate than ourselves in our churches. And that's a pretty major problem with demographics in a church, especially a church that's built on um, the the foundations of the marginalized and the poor in the biblical sense. And so the idea that our churches are mainly full of middle class people is maybe something that we need to um, consider more fully. But part of that perspective then is, how do we um, give charity? How do we give money? How do we help people? And this is especially um, relevant as we are in the midst of this cost-of-living crisis, one of the worst that is in living memory. Um, It's another recession, another one in my lifetime, um, and it's just getting worse and worse. Energy bills are skyrocketing. We're talking about um, having warm banks for people, opening up churches um, with the heating on so people can come in and just get warm and just make it through the winter, in addition to the food banks that have been um, multiplying and multiplying all over the country in the last few years under the current government that is completely mismanaged um, any sort of economy and any sort of idea of caring for actual human beings so we go back to this question of how do we help poor people and part of this um, question I think comes from an idea that um, it's wrong of us to be I guess taken advantage of is sort of where this comes from so follow this train with me a bit is it's this idea that um, Like another way to ask it is if someone is on the street begging for money, should you give them money? And often people say good Christian people say, well, but they might just go buy X, Y, or Z with money. So we shouldn't give it to them. Or um, they might not actually be poor. They might just be doing this and they, they make a lot of money. That's, that's something I've heard people say before is that actually people sitting on the street in a blanket with a, with a tin to collect coins on the streets of, you know, Union Street, or or by the station, or even you know you see them around all over every city is that they're not actually poor. They they're just they're kind of scamming people out of money. I I reject kind of both of those. um and here's why. There's nowhere in the Bible that says when we are helping people, when we are helping each other, because let's not. Um, construe this as merely a power play of those from up here giving to those down here, but just even just giving to each other. Let's, let's put some solidarity in this. We're all in this together. Jesus never says anything about, be careful of people who are asking for money because they might not actually need it and they might be trying to scam you. Um, or Jesus doesn't say, blessed are those who don't let themselves be taken advantage of by people who are um, asking for money. In fact, we have the opposite. So here's our verse, Um, Luke chapter six, verse 30. Jesus says this, give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. This is literally the opposite of the aphorisms that say, um, if someone's asking for money, be careful, don't give it to them. They might be, you know, they might use it for drugs or for alcohol, or they might not be poor. This is literally the opposite of that. And so part of my Bible ponder is wondering how um, this verse and other verses like it about giving to the poor indiscriminately, about helping one another without having a massive sheet of checks and balances for who is deemed worthy to get a quote unquote handout, is that we actually have ingested as a church quite the opposite ethic, this ethic of suspicion and an ethic of um, uh, of almost trying to to decide whether or not someone is worthy or not. And I was actually part of um, a meeting just yesterday with um, lots of folk in the Church of Scotland, um, talking, about our, um, talking about an initiative to try and um, combat this cost of living crisis. On the one hand, talking about how we need to campaign, we need to use our voices to call on the government, to make actual efforts to help people. But on the other hand, what can we do practically while we're doing that and one of those things is a warm bank or opening up our spaces um, for people who families who can't turn the heating on who need a place to come and be warm or even for people who are working from home who can't afford now their gas and leaky bills while they work from home a place to come and work simple things like that and someone on the zoom call um, actually asked the same question that I'm talking about here how do we try and suss out who actually needs this and try and weed them out from who doesn't need this. And my heart just is crushed in that as if we need to somehow be the arbiters of who is allowed to be warm this winter. Where is the humanity in that? Where is the Christ-likeness in that? And so my ponder is pondering how all of these verses, because this is not the only one that Jesus, the only verse here where Jesus talks about things like this, or where other New Testament writers talk about giving to the poor without expecting anything in return, without expecting that that person you gave money to is going to somehow do the thing that you expect them to do with them. It's about how we give and about helping one another. And that's what my frustration is how the opposite message has seeped in through our culture and through our um, structures of our economies to say that we should be suspicious of one another actually. And that even though we're in many ways giving indiscriminately to people who have far more money than us, we're so suspicious about giving people um, money who have less than us. So I'd like us to ponder that in this cost of living crisis, some of us will find this time extremely difficult, but we'll be okay. We will find that we have to tighten our belts, go without luxuries, without holidays, but we will be okay. But many people will not. Many people will not find this just a difficult time to endure in which we need to tighten our belts, work through our budgets, um, shop at different shops, buy different foods, but actually choosing between life and death. And that's when we need to decide, are we the kind of people who have strings attached to how we help one another? Or are we going to help one another the way Christ calls us to? Just opening up our arms, opening up our hearts, opening up our pockets to help one another. So I hope that you have a good evening and I hope that you have a good week. That's our Bible ponder for today. Bye-bye.